Hello to all our wedding planning couples. I'm Tara and welcome to the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm excited to share my creativity and 14 years experience as a professional wedding planner and decorator. And I'm Josh and we're so happy you're joining us for some solid down to earth wedding planning advice that I've accumulated over my 18 years in the industry. We believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting and coordination services. Visit us at completewedo.com for more information. Today we continue our journey toward National Wedding Planning Day with the celebration of love. Valentine's Day is love's official holiday. Now no two couples or their stories are the same, but what remains the same is our plight, keeping the romantic fires burning while managing careers and families. We celebrate love today by checking in with couples from all over the Complete Weddings and Events family. Here are some rapid-fire advice from real married couples about dating your spouse and keeping the spark alive. We even throw in some advice for engaged couples that will soon join our married ranks. So how often do married couples go on a date? Let's find out. I would say uh, like actually go out uh, without like friends on a date, like just the two of us, maybe every other week. So maybe once a month. Often? Yeah, we go to dinner or we go to a movie or something like that. I'd say about yeah. once a month at least. Uh, I'd love to say that we try to make time once a month doesn't always happen due to our crazy schedules and children um so i would say at least quarterly i'm saying we're getting a sitter and we're going out whenever we need stuff from walmart or menards or groceries that's the date night <laughs> a little bit mm -hmm. and then we had kids and then it got <laughs> not so much um and i would say within the last like four years, we've been starting to do a lot more. Um, COVID helped a lot. We got to do a lot of dating during COVID. <laughs> um, I, I don't feel like we necessarily schedule dates or that we try to go on dates uh, or it's just more like when things come up. Um, luckily, we're starting to become empty nesters. So the kids are always inviting us and we're having things to do with them. Um, new restaurants to try, movies to go to see, that kind of stuff. Formally, <laughs> I could probably count on one hand the number of times in the past 10 years. No, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but no, it, it, it's, uh, I'll, I'll say that we're not good at setting up formal stuff, but I, I don't think that we really let a week go by that we don't find the time to just take some time away, whether it's uh, going to one of our random local places to grab a bite to eat and a drink or something like that but uh, yeah I mean I, I would say that we make it happen at least once a week so from a formal formal date standpoint where we actually say this is the time we're going to go to this restaurant or go do something without children and we like make all of those plans it's probably three to four times a year that we put that amount of real thought into it but we have amazing childcare. So we on a whim all the time say, oh, hey, well, let's just, yeah, we'll just go grab a bite and we'll leave the kids with daycare, <laughs> you know? So that happens regularly. We, we chaotically fly by the seat of our pants and this is no different. The crazier life gets, the harder it becomes to go on dates and stay connected, but it also becomes more important. So here are some more tips for keeping the romantic fires burning. 
we almost never say no to whatever it is. So if it's one of us suggesting something, Hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we try this? Have we thought about doing this? Um, or it's friends or couple friends. Oh, let's go. We just, we don't say no a lot. We always say yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say that our spark is moving and we, we don't, uh, see downtime, which I, which I think kind of just keeps the spark of life going and, you know, that's part of uh, what our both individual but also couple DNA is comprised of. I think that there's more effort now, and I don't know that we're trying to make that effort now, but um, I think we talk more than we did before. Before kids, we, we both worked a lot. Um, so I think that it was more, I guess I don't want to call it superficial, but it it kind of was, you don't always have to have those hard conversations when you don't have big responsibilities. So now I feel like we just, we talk more, we connect more, we are just kind of on the same page more. Whereas before I couldn't have said that we were or weren't, you know? Um, And I think that that just lends to, for me personally, a level of comfort that, I always feel comfortable no matter what we're doing. So that kind of, for me is keeping that spark. It's a little bit different than what I would have told you 10 years ago before children. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we both live in our own worlds, but there's, there's less of our own worlds now than there was before. <laughs> yeah. I think like we're, we're just fun. We never say, you know, no to fun. And so we try to have good times with the kids. As you can imagine, as a party planner, I like to throw a lot of theme parties. Um, And so we just really try to keep fun in the relationship. And we make sure we always kiss each other goodnight um, and good morning uh, to make sure that uh, that's the last thing that we remember when we go to bed. And that's the first thing we think of when we wake up. Tara said just the sense of adventureship that we both have and want to have fun. So whether it's involved with the kids or just leaving them out of it, but always want to have some fun and have a good time. Yeah, that's a, that's something that you definitely have to work at more in a marriage when you're dating. It's fun because the spark is like, Ooh, you know, he texted me and I still get those butterflies. It's tougher in a marriage because obviously you see the good, the bad, and the ugly of everything that happens. So I think just by trying to like surprise each other or do nice things for each other. Like it doesn't have to be buying a gift. It could be like he folded the laundry for me the other day and he cooked dinner. And that was like, that was the best thing ever, you know? So your spark, I guess, in my opinion, changes as you grow older. Um, it molds into more like acts of kindness in my way, I guess, than gifts or I don't know. I'd have to agree. And I, I think a big one too, is just those random acts of kindness. I mean, for for example, like earlier today, I was just sitting at my desk randomly and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to randomly text her and say, I love you. <laughs> and I just randomly texted her at like 1130 in the morning out of no context. It's like, I love you. And that was it. I put the biggest smile on my face. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, we get very creative. Um, you know, something that's unique about our relationship is that we don't have the the babysitters on call all the time. And we don't have parents and grandparents and people that can just come and watch and do. Um, so for us, we make the most of <laughs> even the simplest of things, whether that's ordering in food. Um, and yes, sometimes it's 
fighting, you know, four little hands for it. <laughs> but we really, something we're very good at is stopping in the moment, um, whether we're cooking dinner together, um, just us two helping out in the kitchen. If it's something as mundane as unloading the dishwasher, we really, we're very good about um, making the most of that time. Um, so although it's not a date uh, with a fancy dinner table and a glass of wine, it's it's our date. And we kind of pride ourselves on that. <laughs> I know it's really weird, um, but being in the business that we're in, for me, you know, even though I, you know, I know they don't like me doing events, want me to stop, I still am doing events. But to see when people start their lives together, it reminds me of when we started. And I try and keep that kind of spark going as much as I possibly can. Um, I just, I still absolutely love her. I mean, yeah, there's, you know, after 28 years, you, you know, there's days you want to strangle each other, but you know, but those are very few and far between. Um, for me, what keeps the spark going is we've just learned a lot about each other. Um, definitely the love languages have helped us. Um, he's learned that I'm definitely like a acts of service, like be there, do stuff with me um, kind of person. So that, vacuum. that's- Vacuum. Yeah, <laughs> vacuum, please. <laughs> do the dishes. Yeah, Ex yeah. exactly. So the last question. What can these married couples say to engaged couples as they plan for marriage? What I would say to an engaged couple is um, it's more like in relationship to the wedding, like put a bubble around your relationship and um, make sure that only the two of you are in there because everyone has ideas and opinions on your wedding on how things are supposed to go, um, what they want to have happen. And um you just kind of need to protect yourself from all from all that. Um, as far as to a married couple, like a young married couple, my advice would just be, don't forget that you can't take your words back. Make sure you think very carefully before you speak, especially like in the heat of the moment. You know, I think it's okay to take a minute, go for a walk around the block, like calm down and figure out what exactly you're trying to say instead of just blurting out all sorts of stuff that's gonna hang there forever and you can't take back. Try and look at things a little realistically, because as an engaged couple, you're going through all the, oh my God, we're picking out flowers, we're doing this, we're doing this, and life's going to be so, oh, you know, the, the, the fairy tale, and knowing that um, it's not always going to be that way. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, and the, the biggest thing that I can think of is when you do have those fights, you know, Everything, everything in this world now is so disposable, but, you know, if they're worth it, you want to hang in, you know, keep, keep, keep fighting the fight. It, it's, it's there for a reason and, and you'll make it through. Biggest thing I say to engaged couples is to just be brutally honest. Um, when Josh and I got together, we were both coming out of very um, ser serious relationships and I don't think that we expected our relationship to be where it is today. And part of that was, again, we came out of something and we were both just very brutally honest with each other. Um, I, I think that that needs to happen more, um, especially when you're engaged and you're, you're taking on a marriage. Um, you can't 
hold back because, um, you know, something that seems small now could be big later, but when you're brutally honest, um, you know, it, at least you guys know where each other stands and, and that's brutally honest with your partner, as far as your thoughts, feelings, and expectations and brutally honest with yourself about what you want. Um, and I think what's so crazy about when we came together, we were at a point where we were on unapologetically ourselves and then brutally honest with each other. And then somehow it grew into this. And I, again, I don't think that that was on purpose at all, but that's what happened. No, I mean, to kind of expand on what she's saying, um, you know, set up personal boundaries and, and, and by boundaries, it's boundaries and expectations. And if, if your expectation is a one night a week, I'm not being trouble with anything and I'm going to do nothing but watch TV. I mean, it's pretty important to know that by the engagement time, as opposed to when you have a a two-year-old and uh, you're trying to determine who's going to get the dishes done. Um, So just, just be good at communicating boundaries and expectations and the kind of things that help keep you centered as an individual. Cause if your if your personal self isn't in line, your, your relationship duo is never going to be. And, and the other thing that I'd say to an engaged couple is just, you know, buckle up. This is going to be different than what you think it is. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but it's going to be different than what you think it is. <laughs> So the thing I always say, you know, in this industry, serving couples as they're getting married, but later in life is you have to be an advocate for yourself. And, um, you know, from a wedding standpoint and, and that couple, you have to be an advocate for your wedding. What do you want? What are your expectations? Um, as you go on and you build a family and a, that dynamic, whatever that means for you, you still have to advocate for yourself. And like Josh said earlier, if you're not in a good place, personally, your relationship's not going to be in a good place. So just don't forget to advocate for yourself for what's important for you. Um, and, and then again, you know, advocate for what is important for your family when you're talking about with extended family or friends, but you always have to advocate for yourself. Don't let people push their expectations on you. Bare minimum of 50% of happiness is a choice. And if you uh, don't choose to be happy, you're not going to be, that's, that's the easiest way to guarantee it, but it's a pretty good start to want to be in a good mood and it's just the, the mind frame to, to be in. I would say make sure that you are marrying and dating and hanging out with your best friend every single day. Brennan's my best friend. I look forward to telling him everything. I look forward to doing everything with him and, and telling him the exciting stuff. He's the first person I want to see when I wake up and the last person I want to see when I go to bed. And I think if you truly do feel that way about somebody, that's going to help your marriage last a long, healthy time. Yeah. And just remember that everything is so much fun and so, so great when things are going well, but when things go bad, you have to remember that it is a a work in progress. Nothing is perfect. um, And you have to work at things every day, whether it's easy to work with or it's hard to work with, but at the end of the day, you work together. So Um, I think something I would tell a newly engaged couple, um, don't take yourself so seriously. Life has a really funny way of 
putting you where you need to be. And no matter what you think is going to happen or how you think something is going to go, it's not. (laughs) And some of our most stressful moments, um, our chaotic moments, things that we've had planned have gone completely sideways. And what we have learned to do is to laugh because if we're not laughing, (laughs) then we're crying. And really that's been some of, I think over the past three years of marriage and being together is just so important. Don't take yourself so, so seriously, learn to laugh and, and embrace the chaos. And definitely the enjoy the small things. It's not always going to be a party and everything else. It's, it can be a struggle, but in the end, it's, it's definitely all worth it. Communication. Take time to talk to each other and make sure you don't hold any secrets back from each other. Yeah, I would say, yeah, communication is key and being honest and working through the hard stuff, not running away when it gets hard. Um, Definitely seeking advice from other people, but knowing when you need to not let that advice sway you because you really need to do what your heart says um, and try to be equal, especially when you, you know, bring the kids into the picture, you've got to have some equal ground that you stand on. Um, obviously there's a good cop, bad cop, but when there comes the hard decisions to make in life, you got to make sure that you're making those together and understanding what each person desires and wants. One liner to, to a married couple, um, a newly married, definitely keep the humor alive. Don't forget to laugh, have fun. That's so important. Yep. Communicate compromise it's not always one way or the other you know there's a lot of give and take this is perfect timing as we come into valentine's day because i think i always write about the same thing in a card which is we have this crazy roller coaster of a life and i can't imagine doing it with anybody else but this guy right here you know this this is what i this is what i chose right here (laughs) and uh not looking to take it back Every couple and love story is unique. Let's meet the couples behind today's advice, starting with Brennan and Amanda. Okay, we have been together for about six and a half years, married for two and a half. Uh, Married for coming up on three years, so together for a full six, almost seven years. So um, we've kind of knew about each other back in high school. We went to the same high school at Elkhorn South, um, but never really kind of made that connection. Um, Friends group, we're kind of friends with different friend groups and things like that. But when we actually ran into each other in college uh, down in Lincoln and we were just hanging out at the bars and kind of just uh, looked across and I was like, is that Amanda Johnson? And somebody was like, yeah. And so I just went up there and then Ever since that day, we kind of spent every day together after that. So that's that's kind of where I say uh, we met was was in college, even though we kind of knew who each other was um, in high school. So um, we met back in high school, but we officially started dating in college. Um, I first noticed him back in college. He was very athletic, very personable with everybody, just a very nice guy that everybody wanted to be friends with. And we both played basketball. So that competitive drive in me, I always wanted to either be better or show off to him. And uh, just us playing basketball together really caught my eye. She was an athlete. She was able to basically kind of just be there 
um, hanging out and I didn't feel like I really needed to uh, impress her or anything like that. She was just, she really was somebody that I just, when I woke up, I wanted to hang out with, whether it was just going to breakfast or watching TV or going to the rec center and playing basketball or, or working out, you know, she was always um, the person that I kind of sought out to be the person that I would want to bring along with me. Even if we were going to the movies or hanging out with friends, you know, I, I was always asking if, uh, if Amanda wanted to go because that's just who I wanted to spend my time with. Um, her, her drive, her, her ambition and um, just her, her love for God as well. I think uh, her, her relationship with, with God really helped me find him as well. But yeah, just her, her drive and, and passion um, is by far probably the, the biggest thing I love about her. Oh, Brennan has such a big heart. He is such a selfless guy. And it's so cool to see how much he loves everybody and loves God and puts his passion and soul into everything he does. This next session is my wife, Misty, and I. Here's some of our story. Josh and I have been together since, I want to say, 2007. We moved to Milwaukee in nine, seven was Denver and Washington. So since 2007, we'll say 15 years. So we got married in March of 2010. So we're almost on 12 years and a few years together before that. We did a a big 10 year anniversary party, which was on our actual anniversary, March 13th, 2020, which was the day the world shut down. So at our party, I got notifications that school was closing and he wasn't going back to work and all sorts of great things. So we just lived up our party. So that was the last big event. So we met working together in the hospitality industry. There was a hotel that was being built. I was part of the construction crew. She was going to be the general manager of it. We knew about each other prior and I did not like her one bit. Uh, Every run-in that I had was not favorable, but uh, you know, we we, we, we got to working together and all the conversations were, we, we kind of had a pretty similar path to where we are right now. Um, I don't think there's a particular moment that I remember thinking like, this is, this is the one, but one of the qualities that always stood out to me from the very beginning was the level of self-confidence that he had and just how comfortable he was being him and his own skin and kind of unapologetically himself. And, um, it was very refreshing. And I just remember being impressed. She's a a really driven individual, which is what I really like. And we've had this great thing in our relationship where we both have our own lives and we, we kind of choose to have ours together, but we've kept this individual just kind of world that we, we both have. And, I appreciate that she, um, you know, likes to have her own kind of personal time and, and, and everything and, you know, chooses to spend the majority of her time with, with me and our, our kids and our family. I love what a driven individual he is. Um, there's nothing that he does halfway um, can also be frustrating, but, um, he's, he's all in no, no questions asked. Once he makes that decision, he makes that decision and there's just no going back. So, um, again, it kind of speaks back to this self-confidence of 
you know, knowing who you are, making a decision and then sticking with it. Brittany and Cody have the youngest love story, but here's how they're set up for the long haul. We have been together. It'll be three years in a week. We met um, in our hometown, um, actually at a benefit um, for our hometown for it's called a Buffalo Bill Bash. And uh, we met just on a dance floor, basically. Uh, actually, there was an event going on, and I happened to go with my brother. I just had never said or seen her ever before, and I'd been in North Platte for oh quite a long time. Um, but it was just number one. Um, her personality and looks, her hair was, you know, her hair is just out there sometimes, and it it really did intrigue me. Um, I had seen him um, actually initially when I had walked into the event. Um, it was at a hotel, so it was it was pretty full of people. And um, he had actually approached me earlier on and asked me my name. And I rolled my eyes and told him to get lost. <laughs> he was relentless um, and kept asking me my name and that he had never seen me before and I intrigued him and so he wasn't going away without knowing my name (laughs) and who I was just who he is as a person um you know I've never been the like mushy type of person to think that um I guess fairy tales can happen um but my husband is absolutely who he is, his character, um, even his flaws are to me, um, the perfect, perfect match for me. He, his character, how he is as a husband, how he is as a father, um, the way he treats me, his expectations, um, how he was brought up and raised is just everything to me. The mother she is to my children. Um, really she is an amazing mother and wife. Um, she goes above and beyond to take care of all of us, no matter what's going on or anything else. Mark and Jen are our longest running love story. Here's some insight to what we all have to look forward to. Mark and I have been together about 29, 30 years, been married for almost 28 years. Um, I was actually, I was DJing with complete part-time, but I had a a full-time day job and uh, we actually worked together. So I was selling copiers and faxes and I walked into our our dispatch department where uh, people that had issues with their machines and uh, walked in and they introduced me to their newest, she had just gotten hired. I can remember the very moment I met him. I can remember looking up and just seeing him and it was like, my heart just knew him. It was like this, profound feeling I can't even it was like oh there you are <laughs> and I've never awesome. seen him before in my life <laughs> it was like he was familiar his heart was well, familiar to me and it still grabs my attention she is I, I think she is absolutely beautiful his uh, just the energy he gave off he was just so upbeat and kind and everyone knew him and everyone had great things to say about him and everyone liked him um kind of like the party guy 
he marked today and I don't know if I saw this back then I'm sure he it was the same he had the same qualities but um gosh he is incredibly loyal and once you're his friend you're his friend for life and it doesn't matter how long you've talked to him if you need something he is there he will get in a I mean I've seen him get in the car and drive across states for things jump on planes for people um he's just he's just he always comes through Oh, what I love most about Jen, um, she is one of the most kind, considerate, and loving, and uh, a true woman of God. And that's what attracted to me in the first place, not just her beauty, just, I mean, she, and, and she's a phenomenal mother um, and a really good friend. Tara and Ted have their own country love song. Here's their story. Uh, so yeah, I'm not good with math, but I'm pretty sure 13 years, I think that's right, 13, 14, since 2008. Uh, June will be 14 years. We met at Country Stampede. We happened to be camping together next to each other. So just random out of the blue, Faith put us in the next camping spots next to each other. We met at Country Stampede in Manhattan, uh, ended up camping next to each other and going to a few of the concerts together. Uh, I thought he had sweet dance moves, but come to find out that was the alcohol. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just had a good time with friends. He was camping with, well, he's a natural at pretty much everything. And so we were camping with us just girls and we forgot everything. Um, and so what first grabbed me is that he literally had everything that we had forgotten and needed. And he was quick and witty. Uh, and definitely he helped us out. He cooked us dinner. Um, he bandaged up my foot. So he was just that, he had that chivalry um, that I think that I had no idea even existed anymore. Oh, we're at Country Stampede. We're at a fun atmosphere. I rolled in, it was raining out and she came over and either with a broken toe or some beat up foot or just come over to have some fun and introduce herself to the neighbors. Rascal, Rascal Flass was the headliner. I remember Rascal Flats, I think, because that's when he held my hand and tried to dance with me. What's funny is that after the country concerts, you go to a hip hop tent. And literally, I could have sworn he had moves in the hip hop tent. But yeah, then we started dating and I soon realized that, no, he's country white boy. <laughs> he loves to do the dishes. Um, <laughs> no, I, I do love, he's an amazing cook, um, and I do not know how to cook. So I will tell you that is definitely one of my number one things, but he's very hardworking. He doesn't say no to me often, which is great. Um, and he is definitely a partner in this parenthood thing. Um, he will take the kids three on one, like a champ. Um, and that happens a lot in my, my profession when I'm gone on the weekends. Ah, oh, sense of adventureship um way she takes care helps take helps take care of the kids and the household and her fun loving attitude on life we hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got some helpful insight as you plan the big day so until next time i'm tara with the complete wedding planning podcast and i'm josh please make sure to subscribe to our channel and rate and review us if you like what you hear we are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info. Happy wedding planning.